Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to My Ship Story. This is Eric here, and I'm here with the usual suspects of Brad and Scott. Uh, Brad, what's going on in your world? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Just doing a little yard work at the weather's weather's finally cooperating. Roses are blooming. Uh, got them all cut off because of the freeze and everything. So you had just, a freeze again? Oh, no. The one from before. Oh, the one from yeah, before. The, okay, the one yeah, from yeah. before. It kind of killed everything to the ground. So right, getting everything right. cut off. But that's about it. Yeah. Yep. Loving the weather here, too. Um, Scott, how about you? You're still in California? No, I'm back. I just got back at 10 o'clock oh, that's last right. night. So back. was there for two weeks, visiting my uncle and did a food tour. So I've got a YouTube video to make. And then we went and did a bunch of uh, film location um, photos and stuff where a bunch of films, everything from Frankenstein to Pulp Fiction, Karate Kid, Terminator, um, exact same spots and, and stuff. So that was pretty fun. So what was that last one by the lake that you were at? I didn't actually read the comments to see. Well, where now you were that at. this this won't come out for, you know, until uh, this Monday. But um, that actually was from the 1939 original Frankenstein now you can't comment oh, wow. on the post, but uh, no, I actually, actually post, somebody too. already got it. I just haven't responded, but yeah, that's probably uh, the most iconic film shot ever because that was from 1939, and I was in within three foot of the same spot that Frankenstein, where he threw the little girl in the in the water. Yeah, how did you? I can't even imagine how you found that spot. Like we found that by was for- totally by accident, and some guy had mentioned it to my uncle. And then we got to talking about it and then we just kind of dove in and was trying to find out where it was filmed. And they said Lake Malibu and he'd never seen or didn't know where it was. So we found that Lake Malibu and found it. And then, uh, then we looked Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein up on YouTube, looked at, you know, that shot where he meets the girl and he throws her in the water. And then we just kind of took screenshots from it and just walked around going, okay, okay, wait, wait, there's that rock. Okay. Well, all right, this oh, is it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That yeah. seems like an Easter egg hunt. Um, it was. Yeah. yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, that's... It's wild yeah. to know that I I was in the that picture that you saw. I'm kneeling where Frankenstein and that was shot in, in 1939. But it wow. was... What, what, what made it hard is because all the brush and trees and, and you know, stuff that was growing up over the time, so... Yeah, no, it would be... I would imagine it would look quite different. Yeah. Um, yep. Cool. Well, let's get started here. I'm excited about this guest. We haven't seen each other in in quite a few years. We worked together on Royal Caribbean many, many, many moons ago. Um, And I guess we'll chat to figure out where because I can't remember which ship we worked on. And um, welcome to the podcast, Denise DeRosa. And I won't, I'm going to butcher the other name. So we'll just stick with Denise DeRosa. (laughs) Welcome, Denise, all the way from Norway, our first guest sitting in Norway. Yeah, in Norway, Canadian by birth. Hold on, hard a day. What is that? <laughs> That's how are you? Oh, and okay. really good. Awesome. Well, yeah. good. good to hear. Because we worked together good. too, Scott. Did we? Yeah. I think okay. you were, were you video or sound and light or something like that? I was the stage. stage yeah. Yeah. 
I was the backstage with all the naked um, dancers changing their yeah. clothes. Yeah, so yeah. I got carpal tunnel from that. So. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh. Denise, have you? Did you work with Brad as well? I did, did not work with, with Brad. We okay. crossed. We were on a lot of the same ships, but never together on the same uh, on the ship at the same time. We hung out a little bit at the reunion and got to yes, know each other. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that cool. was really had a great fun. time. Yeah. It was cool. very cool. Yeah. So if you didn't work with Brad, that means we probably worked on the Monarch. I mean, is what I'm guessing. Right. Together. I had my Monarch shirt too, but today I've got my Sovereign since that was the first ship. For uh, uh, well, they can't see it now, but when we put this on the, the YouTube channel, uh, show off your Sovereign. There you go. Okay. Look at that Sovereign, sovereign of the Sea sweatshirt. It still looks brand new. It does. Have you been yeah. hiding that thing or what? <laughs> oh, I wear it for special occasions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like reunions and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mm-hmm. don't think I have anything left from from those years, like any clothing items or sweatshirts oh. or anything. Not, like that. not even a you know ship shaped t shirt lost lost and no. found. <laughs> I want to no. I want to show off my Song of Norway shirt that I'm wearing because you know our first guest from Norway. That's oh, in Norway. That's in Norway. In, in Norway, right, right, right. <laughs> um, well, Denise, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got? Uh, I can't believe you have a Royal Caribbean bag, Scott. Is it possible? I was trying to plastic bag. (laughs) I still have two ship shape. Well, you guys have seen it before. Two ship shape visor. I have I have a bunch of stuff. I have key. I have keychains still that I have a house key on. Um, Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I I might have a keychain somewhere, but they're buried in like you know boxes within boxes within boxes type of thing that that I haven't opened in ten years or something, but. A lot but, of yeah. my my stuff is at home at my dad's house in Canada, so you can imagine yeah. what I have mm-hmm. there. And whereabouts in Canada are you originally from? I'm from a small town called Trail, British Columbia. No, it it's small town inland from Vancouver. Yeah. And Scott showing off his old crew cards that oh. I do have somewhere, again in a box. But I have my old crew cards in a box somewhere, and I could look oh. at the like I could tell by my like my picture. When I was thinner and I was bigger and like my face is chubbier in some photos and others, all relative to the amount of drinking I was doing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey to to get on ships and, and to, how that happened? It was very much by accident. Um, I worked for kind of a famous guy, Stan Weber. He was the ship's agent in Vancouver. Anybody that sailed Alaska met Stan. And um, they had some difficulties financially, economically in the um, early 90s. And he said, hey, we know this guy named Mark Grad. He does hiring at Royal Caribbean. Why don't you go down there, work, you know, six months or a year and then come back when things pick up? 12 years later, I was still working for Royal Caribbean. (laughs) Wow, you ended up lasting 12 years? Yes, I did. I I did six six in the purser's department. So I started Uh as an assistant purser. Uh And then I got tired of, you know, the yeah. guest service Persing. thing. Persing, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they started a new position called Marine Admin, Marine Administrative Specialist. And so you were secretary to the captain, staff captain, chief engineer. Oh, cool. And that was great. I went over to a Marine contract, you know, shorter. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, those Marine contracts. The Norwegian contracts were much better than the, than the hotel contracts were. Correct. What year did you start, Denise? I started in 1991 on the Sovereign. That was okay, my first okay. ship. 
Right and there I with us. Started, yeah, we started yeah. at the same, all started at the same time. Yeah. So I did Sovereign, I did Monarch, and then I did Song of Norway for two years in Europe, the Panama Canal, and then I went back with Splendor. We just missed Barbie. each other then. Yeah, you were just following me on the Song of Norway because yeah. I had to have just laughed there. Yeah, because because yeah. there's pictures with Mark Carillus and, um, you know, Mary, all, all the same people. So it was, and and I think with Eric, maybe Laura Sands. Does that ring a bell, Laura yeah, and yeah. Christina Mickelson or Christina Johns? That's, I don't know her, but yeah, Laura Sand. Okay. I think the we were all in the tall. Monarch at the same time. Yeah, because we we worked with uh, Mike Gallegos on there. Julie Sherrington. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was on the Monarch. I, I had a, like a short stint. That was my first contract as a first person. I took over from Al Cofino on there. Okay. Um, as a supercharge. Supercharge. Yeah. 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 But I think I worked with you as second purser as well. Maybe did you do payroll? I never did payroll. Okay. Um, I did, but second I, I did second crew. I did second okay. crew and second supercharge okay. on the majesty and the sovereign. Yeah. It's all as... a bit of a fog. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I see pictures and I'm like, I worked with everybody on that ship. How am I not in that picture? I remember like that, that right. party. I remember that lunch. I remember that. It's like, and wow. I like the pictures that have the, the ship name on it. Cause then, then that twigs you to what ship it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I didn't take a lot of pictures when I was on board. I just was not a picture person, especially since we didn't have phones with cameras at the time. So thank like, I, I just have, yeah, thank <laughs> God. I just have like one small box with pictures from that period. And I, and I kind of keep them by ship. So that's kind of how I know like what ship mm-hmm. I was on at that time. But other than that, like it, once they start to get mixed up, I can't remember the ship yeah. or the year. Hey, real quick, uh, was, we're yeah. talking about pictures, but there's an app I think it's called photo box that you can actually, if you have some of your negatives, you can hold it up to a white screen and take a picture with it and it'll uh, develop it. It'll turn it into a, you know, that's one of the the things that I really regret is that um, I threw away a lot of my negatives. I didn't understand that I should be keeping those negatives. I kept the pictures. I've got tons and tons of pictures, but I threw away a bunch of my negatives and I really regret that because I know that there's some good pictures that would mean something to me now that didn't mean that much to me then. (laughs) So Scott, in case any millennial is listening, can you explain what a negative is? (laughs) The film that you put in your camera. Wait a minute. Uh. (laughs) Remember that? So your negative is actually the film that's been developed. And, uh, but you know what? They didn't know what was smartphones and all that stuff was going to be. So there was really no need to keep negatives. You know, the technology is just now there. I don't have the app. I haven't done it yet, but I've just seen it on, you know, TikTok or Facebook or or stuff like that, where they hold it up and they develop it and it shows the picture and come back out. So I have a shoe box or two shoe boxes full of the envelopes that you would go pick up at Bayside or wherever you were. Um, with all the negatives and photos in there, I'm just curious to, you know, now, now I'm curious to see if I can redevelop all, all the photos. But. Yeah. God forbid you developed them on board and there was some interesting pictures of them in there. Cause then the photogs would make copies of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't want any incriminating photos being mm-hmm. developed in the, uh, in the, in by the photographers on board. You know, they kept all the good ones and they're just waiting for someone to be super famous and use them for blackmail. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we had fun. We all had fun. I mean, I, I wonder today what it's like on board. I know they seem to have fun, but I think we maybe had more fun. Yeah, and so this has been a, a common theme uh, when we do uh, these these podcasts with people, and we ask the younger people what it's like, and then we ask some of the people that were on before us, and it's a common theme that anybody who went before the next generation had a lot more fun. So the people that joined in like the '70s or early '80s or mid '80s seem to have a lot more fun than we did, even though I, it's hard to imagine. But <laughs> it sounds like they did. When you talk yeah. to them, you're like, it was like no rules. Yeah. They finished work early. They could do anything they wanted. Nine to five. Like, like yeah. they, you know, they had no curfew. They could go in no. at all areas. The front desk closed at Break with the people. Yeah. 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 And so, well, like, when I started, we had the, the, we had the drink card, the supercharged card that we were supposed to spend $50 on the guests. You know, that never happened. We, no, exactly. We <laughs> I missed that spend. part in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it went down here. It went down, but it went like, you know, they kept cutting back and cutting back because I remember every time I got promoted, I thought, okay, I'm going to get more money, you know, to spend on those. And every time I got promoted, they seemed to cut it back and cut it back where it was like just non. at some point it just became non-existent except for, you know, very senior personnel, like the cruise director and like the hotel manager. We had an allowance of like $120, I think. Yeah, cruise staff all had allowance, had much bigger allowance, right? Because they were out with guests a lot more. Like there's no reason for a first person supercharge really to be out with guests very much at all, (laughs) unless they purposely wanted to. (laughs) <laughs> but that but that was a good job to have uh, in the earlier days, especially because I know when I would start getting close to my limit, I'd just move it over to some engineer or something that never, <laughs> you know, that never went out. I was constantly, you know, playing around with stuff. I hardly ever had to pay anything. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I never would have even guessed that you, well, you guys do, you know, doing the supercharge could probably do that. I'm like, you guys are the ones to know. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of key personnel on board to know like we've talked before like the provision master the executive chef those are some like key key jobs of people that you want to know (laughs) yep um well denise why don't we you know slip into uh, a ship story that you have hi my name's denise lisette DeRosa in the middle. And this is my ship story. I think it was the sovereign. Captain Erickson was the captain's. I was asked to take Johnny Favelin's son, Captain Johnny. He was staff captain then. And Hervik, Jostein Hervik. He was the chief refrigeration engineer son for the day. Babysit them. And myself and Deb Parker, she was a nurse. We took them by ferry from St. Thomas to St. John. Rented a Jeep, open air, drove around St. John had a blast, painted their faces with the zinc, you know, back in the day, the blue zinc, yeah. let them have a little sip of beer. So how old, um, how old were yeah, they? How old were they? Yeah, because you started going into sip of beer and I'm thinking, wait a second. <laughs> I thought they were young. <laughs> they were. <laughs> I was probably, no, maybe 10 Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm Italian. Come on, everybody. We, you know. Yeah. Give, give them a little beer. They're not a, nearly as stroppy. Yeah. Really exactly. Take your shot before bedtime. We had yeah. a blast. We drove all around the island, took them to the beaches, had fun, right? Then I'm coming back to the ferry terminal. 
to take the ferry back across. And I'm like, oh, shit, as it's pulling away, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I have the staff captain's son and the chief refrigeration engineer's son. (laughs) I am going to get fired. I am going to be late or miss the ship. So I'm thinking, thinking, what can I do? And I remember from our safety stuff, channel 16 is the international marine channel on a, on a radio. Well, I oh. never knew that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I learned that. I listened John Scullion. <laughs> uh-huh. I can, we can thank him. And um, I went to the Harbor master in St. John. And I said, please, I have to bore your radio. Sovereign of the seas, sovereign of the seas come in. And it was Terry Johnson. He was the chief radio officer. Go ahead, Denise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still on St. John. We missed the ferry. Um, I'm, 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 I'll keep you posted. I'm, I'm doing my best. Right. So then I start going up and down the docks and I see this big black guy. And I said, Hey, we missed the ferry. That's my cruise ship. This is the staff captain's son. Can you help me? Can you know, can I pay you a hundred bucks to take me across? Yeah, no problem. Right. So we, you know, the four of us hop in the boat. I'm digging through my bag. I'm hoping I've got cash right back then. We all had cash. And um, so I radio Terry and I say, okay, we're coming, you know, on the ferry. Meanwhile, I'm saying to the boys, I'm going to get fired. We're not allowed to be late for the ship. You know, it's, it's a big deal, right? So we get, you know, full blast. The kids' ball hats are backwards. They're having a blast. Pull up and had to, you know, all the way at the front in St. Thomas, the, the you know, Haven site, mm-hmm. and then run, right? And they're all all the passengers because they're <laughs> delayed sailing, right? The passengers are up on deck clapping. Oh yeah. Right? So yeah. Erickson's yeah. on the bridge, <laughs> you know, Staff Captain Johnny's on the bridge. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, right. I'm thinking I'm out. Right. So <laughs> go back the boys, you know, hug them, you know, okay. Cross your fingers for me. I really, really had a fun day, you know. <laughs> Don't so. tell anybody I gave you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so beyond that. I thought I'm, I was hoping the dads would be, you know, cool with it. Right. So um, <clears throat> the next morning I worked my shift. So just curious, how late were you? Um, I don't really remember how late. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny and I have talked about it uh, since maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like not, yeah. Yeah. Like not hours, but not 10 minutes, not 10 minutes, like holding the ship out there. Yeah. Holding a ship for an hour is not only a bad thing because I have to get to the next port, but they have to pay extra port charges yeah, and it's charge. super expensive. Well, it's like, yeah, it wasn't it like if you have to, if you have to uh, leave at five 30, it's like two, $2,000 a minute after that. And that's why they will leave you and un- anchor yeah. and float out. And then um, they'll leave you and you're going to fly yourself the next port. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. So crap. 
plenty late, you know, thinking I am done, right? And I forget, I think Bob Tabadia was the chief purser, I think, but I'm not, yeah, yeah, very cool, you know, but I'm, I'm totally, and I'm assistant purser, right? I am not a second purser. I am not high up on the ranks. I bet your heart is pounding. Pounding at the front desk, do my four hour shift, you know, sleep that night. Don't sleep very good. It was my last um, shift. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Next, everybody. <laughs> exactly. You know, thinking about packing, called up to the captain's office the following morning, right? Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, Yabba Dabba Doo was Captain Erickson. Yeah, yeah. We need some and, sound effects here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some music. Yabba Dabba yeah. Doo! Yeah. <laughs> and he... um. I went and that was the first time I'd actually been in the captain's office, right? So not on the bridge, but in their cabin where they have their office. Um, and back then they still had a, a an attendant, right? A stateroom attendant that was their little assistant. Yeah. So, you know, he said, you know, come on in, sit down, Denise. And I'm shaking now. Now I'm really shaking. Right. And uh, you know what you did was completely unacceptable. Absolutely, you could be fired for this. But Arlen and Alexander came to see me earlier this morning. And they told me they had the best day of their life with you <laughs> and to please don't fire her she was so nice you planted that seed that, there you go <laughs> gave him a little beer <laughs> and and so he did not fire me but i tell you what i was not I, and i run late i run i was late to my own wedding. I was not <laughs> late again to a ship. I was not. So Captain Erickson, rest in peace. Thank you for saving my skin. And, you know, both boys, I've seen the both boys since, and they had a blast. We had a blast. That was my uh, ship story. And that's really cool. I that's lived awesome. to tell the, yeah. Well, you know, of course, it's luckily they were like the staff captain's son. You know, yeah. if you had had somebody else with you, oh. they, that ship would have gone. You wouldn't have been there 12 years. <laughs> yeah. No, no, correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, now we'll have contract. to, we'll have to have them on and, uh, you know, quiz them about. So when was your first drink that you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Did you give any other 10 year olds alcohol? <laughs> or or did no. you were you asked or or did you take care of any other um high officials uh, oh oh okay yes i did look after um uh he was staff captain then as well and it was per Junso. um uh-huh. uh, i think you guys say uh yeah i don't know how you guys say it anyway he had two little girls um christina and i forget the other one's name now but um i babysat them and I was so cool because then I could go in the hot tub because I had the staff captain's daughters and mm-hmm. I could take them in the hot tub and sit in the hot tub and, you know, cool. Right. Nice. So we're enjoying and I got them, you know, virgin drinks because the daddy gave me his the card and, you know, really, were they really virgin drinks? They were virgin <laughs> drinks. <the> last story. <laughs> they were virgin said, drinks. I've heard about your story. Don't give my kids alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so, out 
we get from the hot tub. And both of the girls have beautiful long blonde hair. From here down, it's green. Because <gasps> the oh, chemicals, the the, yeah. yeah, the chemicals in the jacuzzi were out of whack, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm now having to take these adorable little blonde girls back to their dad, who's the staff captain. And I'm, you know, <laughs> thinking, I know he's not going to fire me for that because it's not my fault that the jacuzzi's out of whack. But we had a, a couple of trips up to the Steiner salon and, um, you know, chemicals to get their hair back because, yeah, they, he, yeah, there was, I think there was uh, some shit hit the fan with another department, not mine, <laughs> for the chemicals being out of whack. But yeah, the two girls are, and, and I've seen the girls, um, one lives in Alabama. And she said, oh, I remember when you babysat us and we had to go to the hairdresser after because our hair turned green. Oh, we had so much fun with you. You were fun. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my other ship story. That's so, Well, that's, a, you know, it seems like, like how many times did you babysit like Norwegian's kids? Was it, did they just reach out to you or? I had said. Not I after those it. two. <laughs> there was a list. So, so babysitting back in our day, remember when yeah, yeah. we didn't have female room stewards, but they had the ladies that cleaned the bathrooms. Yes. Right. They wore those blue, light blue dress uniforms, apron mm-hmm. things. They had first dibs for all babysitting. So if there were any passengers that wanted babysitting, they got to babysit. But when the officers had people, they would let Bob, it was oftentimes Bob Tavadia or the chief purser. And I, I didn't have anybody on board and they paid a little bit of money, you know, usually not very much, but a little bit. And any, any extra was better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Until you have to use that extra money to hire a ferry to get back to the ship that you left. <laughs> uh, that was, awesome. I mean, it really was a blast. And I, I, I took a picture and sent it to, I was there visiting Jason Algar, actually, about five years ago on St. John. Go it ahead. seems like you do a really good job of keeping in touch with a lot of former ship shipmates. I, I do. Um because I haven't ever gone back to my hometown, right? Mm-hmm. So my friends are my ship friends, like Roberta Armani. I've always kept in touch with her. Susan Froelich, she wasn't even on that many years, but we've always kept in touch. Um, Jessica Singerman Velda, she lives here in Norway. We've gotten together now. It's 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 a it's a wonderful way of keeping in touch. You know, we, yeah. we have, we touch on this uh, um, uh, a few times and it's, you know, whether you worked with someone or not, or a little bit or a lot, um, if you worked on ships that they, they were immediately your family. So if you're in somewhere living somewhere and you meet Cheryl that you never worked with uh, anybody, um, it's like, a, it's like your sister. Like you have this, you know, thing about that, that, you know, only ship people understand ship people. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheryl and I didn't work together. We met here and we have so many mutual friends, you know, so 
it's it, yeah. And there's lots there. They, they were planning to have a um, Royal Caribbean reunion here in Norway last year because it was the 50th anniversary of starting Royal Caribbean and it all started in Norway. So are they going to reschedule that? They, they were going to reschedule it for this summer, but we're again, still questionable for travel. So I think they'll try to push it another year. Oh, that would be fun. I've never been to yeah. Norway. Well, it, you know, I, I tell everybody there's always room at the inn, you know, here in Norway, I would love to have people come visit. I love showing people around. It's a beautiful place. It's got to be really weird to work like your entire career. It's not like a regular job that at least you're home, right? So you have a, an entire career at sea and then all of a sudden you're home all the time when you retire. That's got to be a shock to the system. I think so. And I've been thinking about a few of the captains that maybe you could interview, you know, um, that have gone home and not, not everybody does well, right? Because your whole life is too divided in two, right? right? You, you have a ship life and you have a home life and, and, um, yeah, some do really well. Some do absolutely fabulous and some, um, some are sailors for life and they don't yeah. do so well. well even just, you know, we, I mean, I, I'm speaking for myself. I only did, you know, from 90, what, 91 to 99, you know, to some that was a really long time to others that was, you know, not even half of their career. And it was a very hard adjustment. It's still a weird adjustment. You know, 25 years later, I couldn't imagine being on a ship for, 12 years or 15, 20, 30 years. Oh, yeah. These captains and, are on board 30 and, and 40 years, 30 yeah. and 40 years. And it would yeah. be nearly impossible to adjust. Right. But you have to think about it now living here in Norway, married to a Norwegian who didn't work on ships. Um, it's, it is a career here. Like mm-hmm. people become a doctor, become a lawyer. You wouldn't think of doing half of your career doing something. Right, right. No, I know that Norway, Norway has always been a seafaring nation. So it's a very different mindset, especially from the US, where it's really not, uh, that really isn't, you know, a big career choice for Americans. It, it is, though, in the South, because my husband and I just returned home to Norway after 16 years living in um, New Orleans, in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And the Southern states have a lot of seafarers because of the oil in the Gulf of Mexico. Right, right. Right. And so there's guys that as soon as they finish high school, they go and do their maritime the training. Fishing boats and correct. Yeah. They're they're yeah. push boats, they're tugboats, they're lift boats, like that terrible accident that just happened. Right. So so there are other than the it's, Coast Guard yeah, people. Yeah, right. But it's not like the same and not necessarily I mean there are, but it's I don't think to the extent of of what it is in Norway. Um, no, it's just historically, but, it's very cultural as well. And and where in Norway are you? Just south of Oslo, about an hour. Actually, I met my husband on the Sovereign of the Seas. Right out in front of our house is the Oslo Fjord, and that's where we met. He came on board when Y2K was happening uh, to prove that everything was going to be okay. With the computers in the engine room, I found my husband. Now, do you know um, Cheryl Whelan out there? Yes, I do. Yeah. She's in Oslo, and then sometimes she comes down with her boat to Tunsberg. 
So any uh, any drunken stories or um, well, I have to ask. We can edit this out. Uh, but uh, did you ever hook up with any passengers? Uh, oh, did I hook up? <laughs> no, but <laughs> Johnny tried to hook me up with his brother-in-law. So his brother-in-law was cruising from Norway. Wait, but if it's his brother-in-law, is his wife's ex? No, his wife's brother. So oh, okay, Johnny's right, okay. wife. Right, younger right. brother, right? I was thinking it the other way. Like it That's was okay. the brother, you know, the wife's <laughs> brother. And I'm like, wait a second. They're still yeah. married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, and he, he gave me the key to a deck seven uh, cabin. Um, and oh, I thought you were like a deck seven locker or something. No, 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 no. A deck seven <laughs> passenger cabin uh-huh. and with champagne and strawberries and everything. He and I have kept in touch all this time. Um, definitely no sparks. Didn't end up with him. Ended up having a, a mutual interest in soccer. But yeah, no, did not hook up, but had so fun. So you guys and, went to the Deck 7 cabin with all this. Yeah, and you were like, drank, hey, let's drank champagne. Strawberries and champagne and <laughs> talk, talk <about> soccer. soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, awesome. no, that's... But that now that's a rarity for ship stories. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that nothing okay. happened. Yes, I did drink. I I drank um, a lot. I learned to appreciate very good, expensive wine. Being invited to, you know, the hotel manager's table or the captain's table. I don't think I did some of the crazy, crazy stuff. That's so, that's where I got into wine. Was uh, I went got invited to the hotel manager's table one time. He took all the assistance so we could see what it was like. And of course he was, uh, ex food and beverage and a chef and, uh, knew a lot about wine, ordered us wine. And it was a Chardonnay from California and I tasted it and I'd really never had good wine before. And I'm like, Oh, I get it now. I get it now. I like this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a big, big difference with the type of wine that you're drinking. Because I'm not a huge, I'm not a big wine drinker, but I mostly drink wine now. Because, and especially red, I never used to drink red wine. I never drank red wine when I worked on board. I just didn't like it. Now that I've tried better red wines, that's the only thing I'll drink now because I I don't get hangovers. I, I rarely get a hangover from red wine. That white wine or beer, yes, if I drink too much. I, I'll feel horrible. Well, when you're yeah, drinking uh, 13 to 18 beers versus, you know, one, <laughs> one bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, that does make a difference, but no, I mean, I, I, I can definitely drink a bit, a lot more red wine and I don't feel the same as I do with white wine or, or beer. What's your favorite red wine around the table? I don't have a specific brand, but I definitely favor cabs. They're just a little smoother uh, for me, so I, I I tend to like those. Have you ever what? tried Amarone? No. Okay. I've never tried that. It's a it's a winter wine. It's a heavy uh-huh. wine. I first had it on ships. It's fabulous. It's a uh, um, an Italian full bodied dark red. Uh-huh. It's you know yeah, and not a summer wine. Amarone. A M A R O N E. It's hard to find and it's expensive, but it's really good. It's from Northern Italy. Yeah. 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 
my favorite like at dinner like you know it's funny like you have this at dinner on the ships and stuff and it's like cost is nothing because you can either get it free or cheap but uh camus vineyards like cane five was my favorite and here they actually have it at costco but it's you know 65 dollars a bottle you know that's still a little pricey to me (laughs) (laughs) but didn't we we were we got spoiled on the ships and drank camus I had my first crystal on the ships. Mm-hmm. I had Opus. I had Jordan. I mean, stuff like that. I remember that somebody was a big Perrier Jouet fan on on the Majesty. We had it all the time. Somebody was constantly ordering a bottle of Perrier Jouet, and it was like a hundred bucks a bottle. Wow! And we were we were drinking it all the time and that's in the 90s it's probably two 250 bucks now oh yeah it was it was it was a little little crazy there and uh uh i on the smaller ships when especially when you went to asia uh we had to take liquor you know to clear the ship because uh the chinese they wanted johnny walker black and so we just had cases and cases of johnny walker black stacked in the office and whenever we had a party we'd go grab a bottle of johnny walker black (laughs) I go home and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go get a little Johnny Walker black. I go to the liquor store and it's like 50 bucks a bottle. And I'm like, uh, I think I'll drop down. <laughs> drop down. <laughs> Just regular Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> go, go to red. Um, Denise, I know we're a little short on time today, oh. but um, I really appreciate your coming on and uh, you got to think of a few more stories and take some notes and we'll have you back again. Uh, it's Definitely. always a pleasure to talk to you and great to see your, your smiling face. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, thank nice you. The most is next time. Take care. Take, bye. 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 She but was Brent great. Is frozen. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, she's that very she's she's very chatty. She's very, you know, she's great. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage